This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappeared. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at lionelracing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. 
Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. live from florida is brought to you by moby their all-new beard trimmer is fantastic that's how i got my beard looking as clean and refined as it is moby's beard trimmer features an adjustable five-step guide for perfect hair length ultra hygienic silicone bristles that deliver powerful sonic vibrations a charging stand and also feature fully waterproof capability so if you really were feeling crazy you could go out in the lake right here with the gators and shave yourself i will not be doing that but be sure to check out moby for yourself you can find them at walmart's everywhere or you can click the link down below and find out how you can get moby's great new beard trimmer for yourself thank you to moby for sponsoring the nascar weekly podcast now let's go to the couch Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. We have our three usual hosts, minus Danny B, who was... uh, I saw him on TV last night. Did you guys see him on TBS? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they had seats for... Was that... That wasn't WWE. It was like some AEW. AEW. That's pretty awesome. But we're live in Florida, about an hour away from Daytona International Speedway. We're also joined by another well-known YouTube personality. We've got IDK player, straight fresh from NR Night in America. Good to see you, my friend. This is your neck of the woods. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I love Daytona, and you, know, you guys say, come on, here I am. Yeah, it's a short drive for you. It's a it's a pretty long flight about for like me. five and a half hours. Did you, you drove here, right, from yes. Illinois? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 23 hours? I drove here from Goodlitzville, Tennessee, 12 hours. I, mean, I stopped at his place first, yeah. so. Yeah. I flew. I'm lazier than they are. But welcome, everybody. We're doing this pre-recorded because we are in a remote lake house. Internet, of course, not, not lending itself kindly to doing this live, to trying to stream it. So we're... Doing a, a quick kind of post-qualifying recap. The dual races are tonight, so by the time you're seeing this, hopefully the dual races are on deck. We appreciate you all tuning in. Last night we did try to go live. We got some super chats from uh, Sato Kaiba, the Dragon Master, was one of them. I had mm-hmm. the other one pulled up. I'll pull it up in a second. Speedway Anywhere also sent in a super chat like four hours before we tried to go live. So yeah. uh, we appreciate it. They, all of you who support the show week in, week out, we really, truly appreciate That's why we're able to be down here in Florida for the Daytona 500. This is my first 500. I know you guys have been before, but this may be the first one with good weather. Yeah, which is I think key. So. Yes. so it's thanks to viewers like you guys that we're able to do this show. This is our fifth year doing it. This is only like our third or fourth show, largely in person. So yeah, well, that really is. I'm we wouldn't be here that. without you guys. So with that being said, I'm doing all the talking. Late last night, single car qualifying for the Daytona 500 pole. No surprise, it's all Hendrick, Larson, Bowman. Anybody shocked? Walking into this house and just seeing that 10 on the screen, I was like, drop everything I gotta know. And then, I mean, let's be honest here. When we were watching practice, it showed Fords, Fords, and everyone on Twitter was like, oh my gosh, I think the Fords are gonna get it. Oh, Cody Weir might get the Oh my, yeah, and then, but 
you know, statistically, Hendrick has always been good with qualifying, and it was going to be what's going to break it up. I mean, people are talking about Harvick, but, I mean, somebody showed me at one point, Amarillo was like, what, 29th quickest at some point during practice? Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, just shocked everyone. Well, and he, he broke up the one, two, three, four that Hendrick had going, because they have Larson, Bowman, Byron, then you had Amarola, and then Elliott in, in fifth. And you think I mean, about you, all the Fords. Like, think you have Harvick, you have Blaney, and like all these drivers that are statistically in a good area to go ahead and qualify higher than Amarola, and all of a sudden just comes out of nowhere and just mm-hmm. shoots them out. Yeah, another big uh, shocker was Harrison Burton just skyrocketing yeah. to the top. So some of the, of the Fords were fast. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it was mostly Chevys. You had a couple of Gibbs cards in the top ten, but you know the Fords... Really especially the Penske. The well, especially the Penske. I don't know. Just the Penske ones like seem to be like the more consistent ones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had Eric Amarola, but we were talking about that before he qualified. I mean, Storehouse Racing. I mean, they only had two in the top twenty yeah, up Hart. until Amarola had qualified mm-hmm. and saved the day. Well, and, and you got six Chevys, two Fords, two Toyotas because you have the Trackhouse uh, duo yeah, up in the top good. ten as well, as well as the JGR duo, and then you have the two Fords. Yeah, Tra- Trackhouse was impressive too. Chastain was on the provisional for one or two rounds, or for one or two and cars. Then, and then for college racing, yeah. Daniel Hemrick, he was the first to qualify, and usually like the first one to qualify, like they're usually not up there for so long. And even though he didn't make the top ten, he barely missed it though. He yeah. barely missed it, and he was up there for a while. Exciting for some of the part-time teams. Also, of course, two guys that got locked in. Jacques Villeneuve was locked in yeah, on yes. time. Noah Gregson. F1 well. champ Noah Gregson. This is his first cup race, yeah. right? Yeah. I love the difference between the two of them. You have a world-class <laughs> champion in Jacques Villeneuve, and then you have Noah Gregson. Yeah. Yeah, well, I love Noah stat. Gregson, but I it's saw, funny. I saw a stat that, you know, uh, Gregson was born in 98, so when uh, Jacques won his world title oh, yeah, it was F1, born, he wasn't even born. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I, th- I think yeah. I saw a tweet of something that, like, Villeneuve had said that being in the cup cars or being in NASCAR had been, like, the most fun he had. And with mm-hmm. this being his first 500, I find it funny, too, that it's Noah's first 500. It, isn't it Noah's first start? It should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. I remember he tried to qualify last year. Didn't make, make it. Uh, missed uh, miss the show, and then well, here we are. I might be Zeeman in there, because like, he's the one that I was most excited last year to think was going to be in the race. And then he was the one who mixed it up the most in the duels. He's going to be like that wild card out there. He's going to be the wild card that's not Joey Logano blocking everyone. <laughs> And I'm really excited. I, I hope I'm here for it. I, I kind of hope the last lap is Joey Logano trying to block Noah Gregson because you know it's just going to be absolute insanity with that. Yeah. I just love Noah Gregson because you can tell he's genuinely happy to be here. Like say what you will, he's he comes from a privileged upbringing. He's had great opportunities his whole career, but mm-hmm. he's won some races. It still means a lot to him just to be here. When he wins, you see he yeah. throws up every every other time. He's so <laughs> amped up about it. yesterday in the media center that he. I saw a tweet, I think it was from Gluck or somebody said that like when Gregson got up out of his seat it was so sweaty that he apologized to Kyle Larson who had come in. Yeah, Larson had to get another chair. So like Greg he's he's he, you know, he, he's obviously had great opportunities, but he's he's still goofy, and you can tell he's just mm-hmm. excited to be a part of it. I, I think I heard last year that when he had crashed out of the duels, he actually like got out of the car and just stood there for a minute just to take it in, and when they asked him later, he's like, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to be back here, so he, I need to know what it's like. He's an interesting character. No, that's... That's fun too. So two of those guys are both locked in. Who's not? You got Kaz Grala, Money Team, Greg Biffle. Biffle's Biffle. Biffle. not, and then both the MBM cars. Who were the only one? They they look just off the pace. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy Hill and uh, 
and who's in the 55 Yaley they yeah. just looked off the pace so cool looking schemes though all these like all new the teams mo- yeah, like, new schemes mean, the just... money team car looked better than I thought yeah. it would in person yeah. good I, schemes just TV. not the, the fastest cars in the world I just want yeah. all the meme teams to make it mm. just <laughs> so that we can we joked about in. that during qualifying there's like all the meme teams and that's what they're called the money yeah. team <laughs> NY racing like it's just the meme teams all went out like one after the other and it's just What's happened to the Cup Series? What is I, I gotta say, as somebody who only saw Biffle in the 16 car, it is weird seeing him in the 44. It is. It's yeah, so man. weird for me. I'm happy he's back. Don't get me wrong. But it was like, I'm, I look up and see Biffle, and I'm like, 40, 44. Uh, 40. It was 44. I haven't seen any official reports or anything today, but last night afterwards, he, say, he seemed to believe they broke a motor or something. Okay. I don't know if that team, I hope that team has a backup motor of some sort. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, part of me was laughing. It's like, maybe it's just... You know, Biffle's used to running with Roush at their mm-hmm. peak. Kyle Busch Motorsports and Trucks. Yeah. He goes to NY Racing. Maybe the motor just sounds like that, man. Like that. Maybe it's just been I think they have a Hendrick or an RCR motor. Or an RCR motor. Be funny. It's like, the, the motor has problems. Like, no, Greg, you're just slow. <laughs> well, and here's another thing, too. I mean, he's been very vocal about the growing pains on their team. I mean, he said they missed, what, 15 minutes of practice before well, everything got started? I mean, yeah, yeah. that's I mean, good. For some that are watching this for probably the first time, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's 15 yeah. minutes that you can be on the track dialing stuff in. And- a couple years ago, that was a penalty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and especially now, like, with, with the way practice is set up, it's so limited now. Mm-hmm. you got to be out there. Track time is more important than ever. Absolutely. Well... Tonight's the dual races. Uh, I know yesterday there was a quote from Logano. They asked if he's going to take it easy because backup cars are limited. He said no. He said no. If you're scared, you're not going to win. So he's going to be crazy. Do you guys expect chaotic dual races tonight? We'll give our Daytona 500 predictions at the end of the show. But tonight Mm -hmm. in the duels, to set the rest of the field, do you expect chaos or do you expect... As you would say, the 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 train. <laughs> I do honestly like whatever race Logano isn't. I expect you know the little choo choo Highline train to go on or whatever. But then I don't know. It's like yeah, Logano's gonna be aggressive and stuff like that. But then you also have other guys in the field who I mean like yeah, you can be you know as as aggressive as you want. But if you have nobody else going with you, you're just gonna fall straight to the bag. You know. So. The thing I think about is just that. You know, you know the MBM car is gonna be there. And, you know, they're more than likely going to be the slowest guys in the field, probably lose the draft. And it's no disrespect to them. They just, they were the slowest cars by a wide yeah, margin. Everyone was so close together. And then... Yeah. I mean, it was like a second between them. And, yeah. and, and I think it's like, you're going to see a bunch of them think, all right, if I just putter around for 60 laps, maybe I'll try and make a spot up like in the draft or a spot or two up at the end of the race, you know, just to get a few better spots to start with. I mean, the only thing these races at this point affect for most of these drivers, as long as they don't crash, is pit selection. That, that's, that's pretty true. much it. I mean, they might... But they, that's a good point. Like, yeah. like, like, everyone talks about starting position for the Daytona 500. Like, doesn't really matter. I think Kyle Busch said it yesterday. Yeah. Like, it's like... I think he predicted, I'm probably going to qualify 18th. Who cares? And that's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, but pit selection's a good point. Like, that is... Mm. That can come into play. But that's about all I see. I mean... I, I kind of think Logano's going to try and make a move, and everyone's going to be like, hell no. Yeah, but what, We're I am, train you. what I am scared of, though, because these backup cars are very limited. Eric Jones said straight up, like, yeah, this is our only car and stuff. We don't have any more. And then I think Team Penske only has, you know, they have, like, three cars, and then, you know, the fourth, you know, Wood Brothers car. So basically four cars in the field, only two backups. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it's realistic to think these cars, with or these teams with limited cars or parts or whatever... I think it's reasonable to think that they're just going to pull it off the way the pole sitters would. If they're in the race, why risk one of your only cars that you have, maybe even for the first quarter of the season? 
Yeah. No, there's some teams. I can't remember what team it was. It was a smaller team that said that this is their car they're going to run, I think, through the whole West Coast swing whoa. as well. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> might might even been – I don't think it was SHR. I don't remember what team it Very was. Limited. It's, it's hard to, Very limited. We're not live right now, but we are still, like, in the flow. And I don't have the stats pulled up right ahead. But do you think Do you think we'll see trains tonight? you think it'll be oh, aggressive? Oh, 100%. I think Logano was just playing mind games. I mean, <laughs> when you talk about drivers and stuff that they'll say in media, I listened to Stort on something that he said that was very prominent. You know, when you tell these guys, like, oh, I'm going to be aggressive, when you are known for being aggressive and occasionally pretty, like, reckless in some areas, I feel like that's going to get some of these guys off their hinges, say, I'm going to stay away from the 22, or in another case, you said single file. I mean, when we watch the duels, usually it's just single file, one line. I think because everything is so limited, we're going to see, like, little groups. So we're going to see single file from probably, like, the top 10, top 12, and you're going to see some of these guys that know they're locked in and they cannot risk this car no matter what they're just gonna start dropping back all the way back but at the same time yeah you could just come on a pit road you know call it a day you know and save that car but at the same time it is still still a racetrack it's still nascar it's you still gotta get that seat time with this car on that racetrack i don't think we're gonna see as many people coming on pit road than people expect like what the pole sitter used to Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. just because it is a new car it is going to be the 500. You want to get as much experience as possible before the big race. Yeah. That's a good point. I will say, practice the other day, it felt like they were a little, they drafted a little more. They didn't like race a whole, whole lot, but they drafted a little bit more than usual. And, you know, we have not yet seen a big crash with the next gen. Like last year, most years at Daytona, it's pretty chaotic until there's a big crash. Mm-hmm. And right now, even in the test a few weeks ago or a month or so ago, they got kind of racy. I remember watching the footage. A lot of two and even some three wide, and they never crashed it. So I feel like until they – there's a chance at least that until they crash this car, which may not happen until Sunday, they might race more than we're giving them credit for. I don't know. I, I will say this, and we noticed this in the test, and a lot of drivers have spoke kind of similar about this, is that uh, this package that they have for the next gen – kind of reminds a lot of them of the way that like the Gen 4 packages mm-hmm. used to be, especially with the fact that when the people get side-by-side racing and then you have like five or six train out front, they just, they're gone. They escape from the field. So that's something I think that we're going to see if that's just testing or if we're going to see if that's actual race conditions. Another thing I'm really interested in seeing tonight uh, some tandem drafting. We saw that in the testing a little bit and stuff. We'll see if like you know if it has some sort of effect too. Like oh well, if um two cars can really get you know a run on like you know a whole pack. So we'll see if that. We'll see. The bumpers don't there. line up quite as well as they yeah. did on the old car. But we saw some two car tandem testing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I think the duels will be more. I think it could go either way. I think one's gonna be chaotic. And I think the other will be a train. That's Future. my prediction. Yeah. That's that's my guess. But whichever one Logano isn't in, they'll, they'll train. It's tough because yeah. also, like, two of the most aggressive guys, Gregson and Villeneuve, are locked in. So they're not yeah. going to be pushing the issue. Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. But with Villeneuve that, might. With that being said, it's true. He, yeah. he, he knows no bounds, no limits. But with that being said, we've got the lightning round on deck. And the lightning round is brought to you by our friends at Lionel Racing Jarrett, Darian, they understood the assignment. I forgot to bring it to the guest card. It didn't fit in my carry-on. But what do you guys have here today? Those are fantastic. So I have this one. I always want to bring this up whenever I can. It's from the first Daytona 500 I ever watched, which was the first NASCAR race I ever watched, which was 2005. Jeff Gordon, race win die cast. Uh, it's just, again, objectively my favorite Daytona 500, like my favorite one as a fan, of course, you know, junior winning, <laughs> but objectively, That's when it comes one. to That's best, yeah, best, most entertaining, this race right here. 
And what do you have right there? Twenty-seven. Yeah. So this is bef- you know the pre-McDonald's curse. This is Jimmy Spencer's Mr. Excitement twenty-seven Ford. I believe this is when he drove for it was either Kel Yarbrough or Junior Johnson, one of those guys. Um, he won two races in what was it, nineteen ninety-one, ninety something. Like I can't that. remember. I, I yeah, it was. But it was both on just before the on, curse began. Yeah, it was both on plate tracks. Daytona and Talladega. His only two career wins, and then. We didn't see another McDonald's-sponsored win until uh, Bubble Wallace. Well, let me see if they can... Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, I love this. This is super old-school YouTube, just guys sitting on a couch. <laughs> this is like 2008 YouTube. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thank you to Lionel for sponsoring the show. Of course, you can pre-order your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast right now at LionelRacing.com or at an authorized Lionel retailer. Of course, the latest NASCAR Authentics waves are also available at a Walmart near you. i got to check the Walmart down the road and see if they got yeah. Authentics. You never know what Florida may have. Texas Walmarts usually come in clutch for me, but Florida, Daytona weekend, hopefully they got their shipments in. But thank you to Lionel Racing for sponsoring the show. That leads us now to the lightning round. Jarrett? And <laughs> it's the lightning round on the NASCAR oh. Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on Just as today? intense as you'd expect in person. Oh, we got some real interesting stuff. So, like, first one right here I saw announced, I believe on Sunday, is that former Packers and Raiders cornerback... Charles Woodson is going to be the Grand Marshal for the Daytona 500 on Sunday. I saw Bob talk about that. Uh, Bush Beer is going to spend $10 million over the next three years to sponsor every female driver over the age of 21. Adam Stern reported that one. Drink responsibly. Yes, yes. I've been doing plenty. Uh, (laughs) The Daytona 500 is now a complete sellout. Uh, Not just the grandstands like previously announced. Also, suites, fan zone, and the infield, according to Jeff Gluck, completely sold out. They're estimating somewhere between 160, 180,000, which is like around where it was back in like 08, 09, 07. Like that's big. Next gen hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also, it's reported that NY Racing is kind of trying to look to go full time if they can, according to Sirius XM Radio. Got to make the race first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And make an engine first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then. Roger Penske says that Team Penske is actually planning to race in the Xfinity Series this season. Uh, also, more news about the Biff. Greg Biffle probably is going to run the full SRX season in 2022, so keep an eye out on that one. And then to finally kind of cap this off here, Ty Gibbs is going to be running full-time in the Xfinity 54 car with Monster Energy as one of the sponsors. And Eric, I think you know something about that. Or yeah, nice little cameo. I, I, yeah. I, they didn't reach out to me. I was surprised as anybody else. That was pretty cool to have a little... Well, Ty, little Ty Gibbs, he's been a fan of Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's yeah. Talk, we've talked to Ty Gibbs, but, but I would, it was still really cool to see. But yeah. yeah, I'm excited for Ty Gibbs, 54 car. I like that he's kind of got... It's not the 18, it's sort of establishing... I mean, the 54 has been around a long time, but it's kind of establishing his own brand a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they put more sponsors on that car. That's the fact that they only have Monster Energy to start the year. Like, you know they waited this long, this mm. long, this long, because they wanted out something big. Sport Clips has signed on a 10-year deal or something, but... Oh, well. well. I mean, I think it's cool, though, because, I mean, when you look back to about the mid-2010s when Kyle Busch would run the 54 and, you know, it's established its own brand, Ty Gibbs and Monster seems to be very loyal to mm-hmm. that driver. So, I mean, this could be an opportunity also to for him to run well because he already runs well to begin yeah. with but a couple uh, possible cup ride with Monster in the future yeah, yeah that's certainly possible yeah. and you can tell Ty Gibbs kind of models himself after Kyle Busch you yeah. can tell oh, yeah. he's grown up watching yeah. him watching him win and I think that's sort of what he bases himself off of so it, it, it kind of comes full circle I think Monster probably likes that as well but yeah. Darian that's the lightning round right 
And that'll do it for this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, that, back to the show. Wind up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it's me again, here to tell you about Forney. Forney, get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much more. Great for do-it-yourselfers or if you're a professional metal worker, Forney has everything you need for your next project. So check them out at ForneyIn.com. That's Forney, I-N-D.com. You can check that link out down in the description below. Thanks to Forney Industries for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast live from Florida. Now back to the couch again. <laughs> Tonight, the blue-green vacations duels will be beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The second one will be at 9 p.m. FS1. Weather seems clear. A 25% chance of rain. 60 laps each, typical 150 milers. Yeah. The truck race, Friday, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on FS1. 100-lap race, the next era, Energy 250. Again, good weather, warm. Of course, it's Florida. Only a 16% chance of rain. The Xfinity race, the beef it's what's for dinner, 300, will be Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern on FS1. It's after the ARCA race, actually. It's 120 laps, 15% chance of rain. A little bit cooler on Saturday, so maybe a little more grip, maybe a little racier. Then, of course, on Sunday, the Cup race, the Daytona 500, 2.30 Eastern, 200 laps. Right now, only a 4% chance of rain. Yes! Good so far. <laughs> and this is my first 500 I go to. It. Technically, zero chances of it possibly oh being Oh my right god, you just oh, oh, no. jinxed it. I'm just saying, 2014. This jinxed it. 2020, 2021. on this couch right now. This couch is awful. Darian, you've got your betting odds, of course. Who are the favorite? Before we make our picks, who are your... Who are, who are Vegas's favorites? Well, according to VegasInsider.com, the favorites heading into this, the top five favorites, Danny Hamlin entering this weekend at plus 850, the absolute favorite. Second is Chase Elliott at plus 1,000, followed by Kyle, Kyle Larson at plus 1,100. Um, 1, and then fourth, or yeah, yeah. And then in fourth is Ryan Blaney with uh, 1,200 and tying him in fifth is Joey Logano with also 1,200. Now the best of the rest... Uh, these are kind of, you know, just, you know, about the middle of the pack in terms of the betting odds. But these are pretty good ones, I think. The three I have is Brad Keselowski at plus 1,600, Kevin Harvick at plus 1,800, and finally Bubba Wallace at two at, at 2,000. Now, for the final part of this uh, betting odds segment, the underdogs. The final five, these are the five biggest underdogs. So if you want to make a lot of money, you want to risk it all, go for these five <laughs> these, these are mine. These are my ones. Yeah, yeah, one. these are the five. So go for it. And, uh... So Justin Haley is the is the first underdog at plus thirty five hundred. Michael McDowell, the defending Daytona five hundred champion, is plus six thousand. So disrespect. Yeah, very yeah. Yeah, not not the most respect I see. And then Noah Gregson, who locked his way into this year's Daytona five hundred, is plus ten thousand. Corey LaJoy is also plus ten ten thousand. And finally, the biggest one of them all, Cody Ware at plus thirty thousand. Those are some those are some wild odds. Well, remember the thing about Corey LaJoy is he was leading last year mm -hmm. in the fall race and was running up front for the win. Yeah. So, not a bad pick. I mean, plus 10000 you can make a lot of money off Corey LaJoy. Yeah. And the uh, NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League, do you have any updates on that? Oh, uh, yeah. So, it'll be starting up this weekend. Um, so, it's currently full with 100 people, um, basically from last year's. Now, here's the thing. Um, whoever doesn't play uh, the first week, you are going to be kicked out so we can make room for others who do want to join it. So make sure to uh, set your lineup so you don't get kicked. And as for our picks, well, Darian, you did get the win. Mm -hmm. So you're leading. 
Nice. And then I got a second place pick, so I'm second, minus seven. The chat, you are third. Third. You're minus nine because your pick finished fifth. Eric, your pick finished sixth. You're the worst of those that made it mm. because, well, Danny didn't get any points because Alex Bowman missed the race. <laughs> Dan, I mean, we literally put it in our chat, and Danny just goes, I've assumed my correct place. <laughs> he literally said that. It's pretty funny, I'll be honest. But, uh, yeah, good job. You're, you're leading early nice. like last year. We'll see if, it's, uh, <laughs> if I can keep the consistency. We'll see. Yeah. Gentlemen, boys and girls, it is the uh, Daytona 500 right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make our Daytona 500 picks. And if you did by chance catch a glimpse of our very blurry minute-long live stream last night, you'll know that we also have a very special guest helping us pick. The one and only Emp Lemon is mm-hmm. back. He was one of our p- most popular guests last season in 2021. He was hanging out with us last night while we went through all of our many technical difficulties. We appreciate him spending his uh, a large portion of his evening with us last night. But he was gracious enough before he left to give us all of his picks. So you will be seeing some special appearances from Emp Lemon here in just a moment. But boys, we've got a lot to pick. we got to start. We're not going to pick the duels tonight because it's just whatever. Yeah. We're going to start with the truck race Tomorrow night, Friday night. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the trucks this year. That race is usually nuts. I think two or three years in a row now, it's ended with a photo finish. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. this truck series at Daytona is special. So, I don't know what order we want to go in. Jared, do you have an order? I mean, I figure we can just go in the order of points and seeing how Darian picked the winner of the Clash. <laughs> oh, nice. I think Darian should go first. I'll go second. Your third. Right. And then I'll also read off Danny's after you go. And, oh, that's right, uh, Danny. And then IDK... We'll save you for last. And Let's then do it. The chat, you guys can just leave them in the chat on this premiere, and either during it or after, we'll let you know what the picks are, and mm-hmm. you'll know your rooting interest. Yep. All right. So, should I start us off? I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's roll All on. right. So, for the Truck Series race, I'm just going to go with uh, Chandler Smith to win on Friday. Um, again, this race can be chaotic. I mean, he doesn't have the best track record necessarily on super speedways, but, you know, the uh, KBM motor is a very powerful one. I like his chances. Well... I am both picking for the win and also because I need to make sure I stay caught up with Darian here. And there's someone who's been very consistent. There's someone who has been up front each year. And every time I pick him, people laugh. And then he finishes second. Jordan Anderson. I'm picking him to win. It's finally going to happen. Three years we've been waiting. Every year he comes up second by that much. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. He's got a strategy and he sticks to it. I'm going to go with a a podcast favorite, you might say. Nobody would say that. Uh, In a a DGR truck, I was in person at Talladega when he finished, I think, second and arguably would have won that race if he didn't get shoved below the double yellow line. Fast forward F-150. Riley Herbst going to win the truck race at Daytona. I'm going out on a limb. That's a limb? Well, I think it's a limb for me. This on this, show, on this show, Riley Herbst anything is a limb. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll say this for Danny. He had a very similar mindset to me. He's picking Jordan Anderson as well. So. Oh, y'all are nice. Y'all are yeah, so y'all sweet. Nice. He's good, man. He's good. You got it, okay. Well, I mean, I, now that you told me that Jordan Anderson's in, I want Jordan Anderson to win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to, whoever's going to win this truck race is just going to surprise everyone. So, I'm being honest. Like, I'm being 100% honest. I actually think Deegan's got a really good shot. I actually oh, think Deegan yeah. can win. But, I mean, you look at the last truck race last year, a lot of cautions for 100 laps. They're going to be recycled, and I know there's going to be a lot of wrecks this year for trucks. Like, I just have that feeling. We saw last year and in previous years before, a lot of these teams that seem to not run very well on intermediates and short tracks 
have really good advantages heading into race one, I think Deegan could possibly start this season strong and even get a win. That'd be big. That would be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Win at Daytona. All right, chat. Let us know who your pick is. Hopefully this mm-hmm. is premiering properly. We'll take a look down below next week for sure. If not, as you're watching this, we might be in the chat. We'll let you know who your pick was yeah. for, for the Daytona retroactively. Yeah. <laughs> kind of awkward, but uh, we'll do our very, see how very best. compares to Emps, too. Yes, yeah. let's see what Emp Lemon had to say. All right, so the truck race, pretty wide open this season. I really am not that familiar with some with all the drivers in the field. But looking at the entry list... I got a feeling this race is going to be crazy. Going to be a lot of wrecks. And I think Parker Klagerman, the 75 truck for Henderson Racing. I think it's Henderson Racing. Whatever it is. Henderson Racing, Parker Klagerman. He sneaks through. He sneaks through the melee. And he wins at Daytona in the truck series. Parker Klingerman. I that's a fun pick. I think that's I like it. I, I like it. That, that's that's a, also a solid limb. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, the Xfinity race Saturday. The beef. It's what's for dinner. Three three hundred <laughs> names. What's with these names? I like bro. it. What do you mean? I think it's a good name. Beef. Wait till you hear the Daytona PA guy be like, oh, "It's yeah. the beef. <laughs> it's what's for dinner." Three hundred. I think it's great. Well, Darian, do you have a pick to start us off? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you just announced. Well, it's not really a surprise. We knew who he was running full time. I'm gonna go with Ty Gibbs. You know, if he he's gonna dominate the season anyway, why not start at Daytona, right? Oh. Ty Gibbs. Well, I would have picked Ty Gibbs, but see, I picked him almost every race he was in last year, and I can't do that this year. Uh, and to be honest, I want to kind of play it safe. I, got, I think i got to pick Colleague Car. And there's always one race in Speed Weeks that makes controversy. Always mm-hmm. one of them. And I think that it's going to be the Xfinity race because I think the Crypto Car is going to win with Landon Castle. And we're going to have a great salt mine in Twitter and YouTube comments everywhere seeing that the Crypto Car won and nothing else about the fact that Landon Castle won. I wanted to pick Landon as well. I was going to go with a Colleague driver. Yeah, I don't want to go too far on a limb the way I did for my... I feel like I did for my truck pick, but... I'll go with one of his teammates. I'll go with Daniel Hemrick. You know, he's new to Colleg this year. He was, I mean, with Gibbs last season, ran fine, but won the championship. It was fine on super speedways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this year he'll work well with his new teammates. It'll be like an initiation ceremony, and it'll be Daniel Hemrick. Yeah. Man, we are feeling the Colleg train here, but it ain't any of them that you and I picked. It's AJ Allmendinger for Danny. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's got the dinger. So we, we got the entire trifecta here ready to go. Love it. I'm going to also have to go with Ty Gibbs. I mean, he has a lot of momentum off of last season. He has a lot of confidence. I mean, you can just see in interviews, you just see how he's handling himself, including at a young age. I really think Ty Gibbs can go and prevail, including if the package is pretty similar to last year. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw what happened last year in the spring where it felt like Sindrick was just able to hold dominance of the field. And, yes, it was the same package that they raced at Daytona in the summer, and we had that photo finish. Mm. I think if Gibbs can just get out there and kind of do the same strategy there as Sindrick, I think he's going to come out with a win. Now, let's see again what our, our friend Emp Lemon said. What was his, who was his pick for the Xfinity Series? So the beef, it's what's for dinner 300. Last year, we saw Daniel Hemrick have the character arc of the entire 2020s decade. He comes through, wins in the most clutch moment possible to score his first career, red, first career win and first career championship. At the same time, I think the monkey's off his back. The floodgates are open. He's on colleague who have been very historically fast at Daytona for the past few seasons. Daniel Hemrick, my pick to win. Get the beef, the beef trophy in the NASCAR Smitty series. All right, well, we agree on that one. I, I 
Appreciate that. Thanks again to Emp. Lastly, it's the Daytona 500. Sunday, I think is it 3 o'clock, 2.30 Eastern? 2.30 Eastern. 2.30 Eastern on Fox. The weather, fingers crossed, knock on wood, looks decent. It looks like it'll probably at least start on time, maybe even finish on time. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But let's begin with our typical who's going to suck pick. Darian, start us off. Who's going to suck? In this year's Daytona 500. This guy got the poll last night, but unfortunately, you know, just his track record on Super Speedways is not good at all. Kyle Larson, sorry folks. He is going to be a championship contender, but he won't be off to the best best start this season. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one, uh, because this guy is really good at Talladega, but he just does not do well at Daytona. He has one win at Daytona, and it wasn't the Daytona 500. I'm going to go Brad Keselowski. I just... He is he is one of when it comes to stati- uh, statistics, he's one of the worst ones at Daytona. He mm-hmm. crashes pretty much every race. And it might not be his own doing, but still, either yeah. way, he sucks at it at times. And so I think he's gonna suck this week. Yeah, his Daytona 500 record's not great, but he's so good on super speedways. I can't go Keselowski. I was a little surprised. The RFK cars did not seem super fast in qualifying. I was a little surprised by that. Um, but I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That 45 car just doesn't look quite right to begin this season. He was slower than Bubba in qualifying yesterday, and he was he didn't even make the show in the clash. Granted, he got kind of KO'd yeah. at the very end there, yeah. but it's still, I just I feel like they're not off to a hot start. I don't think it's gonna. I think that's going to continue here at Daytona. Okay, so there's a stat that I feel like has not been talked about just yet. The pole sitter of the 500 has not won since, I think, possibly ever. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a very, very long time. Someone's going to have to fact check it. But just because of that statistic alone, I'm going to have to go with also Larson not doing well. I feel like there's just something about starting on the pole and the Daytona 500 that you just cannot get the win. I just, I don't know what it's about. I mean, originally I thought maybe Logano was not going to do it because I think a lot of these guys that they always look at, everyone that looks at certain drivers, statistically from what I saw on Twitter or just in general, it's like a jinx and all of a sudden they don't do well, but I have to go with Kyle Larson not doing well. So then uh, who did who did Danny pick? Did we give Danny's pick? Uh, Danny also picked Kyle Larson. <laughs> of course. I think we have a I, I think we saw a pretty good case study last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well Emp Lemon, who did he go with? So Kyle Larson is my pick to suck. He may be on the pole, he may be coming out the championship but his restrictor plate performances are not stellar. And correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like Hendrick has dominated qualifying for the past five seasons, and then they get to the Daytona 500, and they get caught up in the big one and have all sorts of misfortune. I don't really see them breaking the trend this time. I see trouble coming Kyle Larson's Larson's way, and I think he's uh, not going to be had a good finish by the end of it. Gosh, all of everyone picking Kyle Larson. What a lot of wins. He's gonna, he's gonna, this is gonna be the year of Larson once again. Well, now let's switch to a slightly more positive note, a little more uplifting. Our favorite underdogs. Who's the dark horse for Daytona this weekend, Darian? So I had it up between two guys, either Jacques Villeneuve or Noah Gregson, since they officially made the race. Uh, I'm gonna go with Noah Gregson. His Cup Series debut. He's also gonna be running in multiple races with colleague this year. But you know, he's gonna go all out for this one. So you know, he's gonna be extremely aggressive. Um, so we'll see what happens. Noah Gregson. Mine would be laughable a year ago. It'd be completely laughable. It'd be laughable before the clash. And I think that now it's, well, you could argue it still might be. Uh, but I think that this guy, after showing that in his equipment, could run well in the clash, 
runs respectively at super speedways. We talked about earlier, has plus 30,000 odds to win this race. I think a dark horse pick, Cody Ware. I, I think Cody he's a dark Ware. horse. That's yeah, a shocker. First time ever that he's been a dark horse. Man. That's that's a shocker. Um, I first I thought I knew where you were going with this, and then you kind of pivoted a little bit. Uh, I'm going with a guy who's full time in Cup this year. He's won a bunch of Xfinity races at Super Speedways. Justin Haley. I think you got to go with Haley. See what he can do in that 31 car. And you and Danny are agreeing on a lot. Did he say Haley as he well? He says Haley as well. Oh, no, I feel like I'm doomed. Where did Danny finish in points last year? <laughs> last. The basement. Oh no. The basement. So personally. I don't think anyone's given a lot of talk here to Harrison Burton. Like, you know, we talked about super speedways. I don't like calling it a wild card. I know some people do, but, you know, going to a new season here and his first season in Cup, I think this is a great opportunity for him to be something up front that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. So I got to go with Harrison Burton. 21 was good last year. Yeah. And what did they say? I think Mike Joyce said it during qualifying that, you know, what, 11 years ago, 10 years ago? Or 11 years ago, Trevor Bain, in yes. his second start, yeah. won in that car. And this is Harrison Burton's oh, second, second start. start. And in his yeah. debut, got a top, what was it, top five, top ten? Uh, something was like that. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was running. running. Yeah, yeah. He was around. <laughs> yeah. What did Emp Lemon say? So one of the big surprises I feel in qualifying was track house racing. They showed a lot of speed. And the fastest track house driver was Ross Chastain in the one car. I think three or four years ago, he won at Daytona. In the Xfinity series, so he's shown, if anything, if he's going to win, it can be at Daytona. Ross Chastain is my dark horse to throw the watermelon into the pavement in victory lane, hopefully. It's a good one. He was fast in single car qualifying, at least. We'll see if that mm-hmm. translates to the race. But now, boys, it's time for the main event. Who wins? I don't even know what you're 63rd, 64th? What's Who's going to win? <laughs> Who's going to win the 64th annual Daytona I hope we got that number It's right. the 64th. Are you I, sure? It is. Okay. It is. Yeah, I promise. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, start us off. Who's going to win? All right. Who's going to win the Daytona 500? You know, obviously, this race can be chaotic. It, you know, anybody, everybody has a shot at it. But if we're going to look at recent history, that's going to play a factor. Denny Hamlin's going to win another Daytona 500. He was going for the three-peat last year. Didn't quite work out at the end, but I think he has a fast hot rod. He'll have a good enough hot rod to uh, to pull it off this year, and that'll make it four Daytona 500s. Yes. Yes. Yeah, four Daytona 500s. So, yeah, Denny Hamlin. Well, this guy uh, has been pretty good at super speedways in the past. Grant, a different generation of car. And I know we've you know talked about, well, the Chevys are up front, but qualifying is a different beast than in the draft. And in the draft, the Fords were the guys to beat. I think this guy's going to continue his upward trajectory in his career. I think he's going to continue doing well at super speedways. And I think the most recent winner at a Daytona points race is going to win the Daytona 500. Ryan Blaney is my pick. My brother's favorite driver is my pick. So uh, I hope he wins for that too. But I really do think that Ryan Blaney is going to be the one to beat. God, you stole my pick. I'm a little disappointed. I, I, we've continued that trend. Yeah, yeah well, we, we've, made, we've made it this far, at least this season. Took us, yeah, not even a full race. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, you know what, it's the Daytona 500. I don't think I can pivot off my pick. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney as well. He's proven to be a great super speedway racer. The Penske cars are fast. I think he breaks through and wins the biggest race on the biggest stage. That, that, I think that's a solid pick. I'm not going to go away from it. Well, and Danny is staying on the Penske train as well. And maybe for you... Joey Logano haters, you might like the, uh, you might like this because 
He's picking Joey Logano to win. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's picking Cedric. Or something. No, no, he's picking Joey Logano. So uh, Logano might record two again, yeah, uh, no. like like he seems to. But yeah, uh, Danny's pick is Joey Logano, which I don't think is a bad pick at all. No. Well, I mean, come on, we all know what I'm going to pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Just here's the it. thing. Every time I've been on this show, you know, I picked a certain amount of drivers. I think actually you've laughed or rolled your eyes every time I said this driver. But at least after qualifying, I have something to say. I think it's going to be Eric Almirola. I mean, come on. You just have to look at the speed. You look at qualifying, and it is his last season. Yeah. He is not going to give this one up. There is just no way. I mean, we looked at 2018. You know, he got turned by Dylan. Still not over it. <laughs> but, you know, I really think, like, you know, it, when it's your last season, and you can put that in your head as a human being, like, this is your last shot. The second you either cross the line or get wrecked out on Sunday – you know, that was it. Mm-hmm. I think heading in, in all honesty, he's going to try to go down like this is it. You know, it's all goes or nothing goes for yeah. the 500. It's yeah. going to hit him at some point that it's like this is it. And, and that's, this is his home track too at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Cool he's point. had success here in the past. So I like that pick. Who did that pick? So it's a new era with a new car. And I think back to the first race of the COT era. And who was the winner of that race? It was a young Kyle Busch in just his third full-time season of NASCAR. Now I believe this is his 18th try at Daytona. He has not won. He's having sort of the Dale Earnhardt, Tony Stewart, Mark Martin effect where people are wondering when he's going to win it, if it's ever going to happen. His car number 18, his 18th try, I think. If I'm wrong, he's going to get caught up in the big one. Um, But I think... He gets through this year. It's a new car, pretty even playing field, and I think that in this case, the experience prevails. Kyle Busch finally gets the Daytona 500 victory. I like it. So a few of us picked first-time winner. We, we both picked first-time. Who would be first-time or first-time winners? You picked first-time winner, mm-hmm. Blaney. So yeah. I guess I picked. I was the only established. Yeah, you're the only yeah. established. Well, and, and Logano was for yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, pick. Too. That's cool. Well, we're all rooting for good stories. You know, we mm-hmm. want to Hamlin to be on a record-breaking pace. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's some good stories that we're rooting for here. It's going to be fun regardless. The Daytona 500 Sunday afternoon at two. 30 p.m. Eastern time. We're getting closer to noon. All these different time zones. I was the West Coast a couple weeks ago. East Coast, I'm lost at this point, but it's going to be fun. We're all going to be there in person. It's going to be a great show. Boys, I think that's going to do it for a really random, weird edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Yeah. A unique one. Yeah. A unique one. Very unique, unique one, one, for sure. Yeah. Next week, Wednesday night, we will be back live on Danny's, Danny's channel. channel. Whoa, Danny, whoa. His round. Danny. We will be Danny. live next week. Live once again, we promise you. We won't be on the road in a, a remote lake house this time. <laughs> so we will see you all there. Really appreciate the support. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap this show up? No, I don't expect are. a lot of cautions. I'm going to be 100% certain. I, I honestly I, think we're going to see the big one. I just don't see a lot of cautions early. I don't see a repeat of last year. I see a lot of these guys going in, not just thinking about the 500, but also thinking about Auto Club, also thinking about Vegas, because you don't know when you will get another car, which is how everything's going right you now. Know, we could potentially, you know, on one hand, we, ha- we could have one of the best 500s ever, but then on the other hand... Could have another edition of the 2013 See, one just to that, save their cars draft, for the long game. That drafting package reminds me so much of this kind of era. And something people forget from that era is that it was very spread out. Mm-hmm. And handling mattered a lot more. And 
I think we could see a spread out 500 that's only kept together by stage cautions in the first half. Yeah. Drivers seem to like the package, and you know, ultimately, Daytona 500 pays more than Auto Club or Las Vegas. So I think when, when it's all on the line, chips are on the table, they're going to go for it. I just made a Las Vegas reference yeah. to Daytona. I can't believe I just did a, <laughs> did that two weeks early. We're going to get enough of that. You're already ahead of Fox on it. Oh, gosh. Well, on that note, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you to IDK Player for joining us live in the flesh. Thank and, you for having me. Of course, and Emp Lemon as well for spending the evening with us and chiming in, giving us his highly anticipated Daytona 500 picks. We'll be back live in less than a week, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Danny B Talks. We will see you all there. Thanks for sticking with us, y'all. We'll see you out at the racetrack. Dale call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, it didn't blow out the mic. Goodbye. Later, y'all. <laughs>step here this episode is brought to you by forney industries get it done with green forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines metalworking accessories and more for do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers forney has everything you need for your next project shop forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com that's forney f-o-r-n-e-y ind.com or at an authorized forney dealer near you